Hello, and welcome to Broken Shovel Homesteading for a Sustainable Future. My name is Lucas, and joined, as always, by co-host and friend... Eric! Hello, Eric! Uh, this week we are talking fish, and it turns out they were wrong. There aren't plenty of fish in the sea. Yes. Uh, <laughs> we're going to be talking about uh, commercial fishing and uh, the global impact of that on the environment and of course uh some things that are happening here in vermont eric how are you i am well i am well i was just thinking we should uh mess with people and uh put the episode type title with a ph just so we get all the uh fish heads to come and listen <sighs> but i like but then we get i like, know i spent yeah. Yeah, I spent a lot of my youth listening to Fish, and I grew out of it because it's terrible, and <laughs> I don't like those people. <laughs> Fish fans are the worst. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Grow up already. Uh, you know, listen to some bluegrass. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I could probably tag it with a fish in the meta tags. So, all right, all right. Uh, if, if we want to, if we want to try to manipulate the numbers, because yeah. why would we want to do that? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to get us started off with uh, uh, commercial fishing, yes. I guess, huh? Commercial fishing, the uh, the the sub, one of the things that is absolutely devastating our <laughs> ocean, lake river uh ecology but we will right. start with a uh a definition okay uh, define so, it so commercial fishing is taking of fish other seafood and resources from oceans rivers and lakes for the purpose of marketing them okay so uh purely capitalistic ex extraction of fish from waterways yep and it is a it's a big industry just in the united states it is a 185 billion dollar industry uh holy with, moly uh, yeah it, uh, and it employs about two million people and and um one of the interesting things about it is that a uh, majority of the people uh in the fishing industry are uh small small fisheries uh, or not small fisheries but a small individual fishermen with like the like like what you the old main picturesque image of oh, like yeah, 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 the fishing yeah, yeah. boat that goes out every day that's a majority of fishermen i think it's like 1.2 million of the fisher fish fishing jobs are self-employed self-employed fishermen be it the uh uh the people in Maine, Mass, the coast, uh, the crab yeah. fishers up in Alaska—they are all—they right. are all individually private private uh, groups. And and I I can only assume they are all selling to much larger companies. Or, yes. I mean, obviously there's going to be a per percentage of direct to market. Um, you know, in some of these you know tighter knit communities, we get our lobsters from Carl kind of place. Yep. Uh, Yep, but, for the most part, uh, it is being sold to yeah, to big industry that then ends up doing what it does with it and prepackaging yeah. it, canning it, getting it, getting it to your supermarket shelf. Right. Well, that's important, I guess. Uh, so tell me, tell me about the industry. Tell so, us. Uh, 
So uh, this is for globally, uh, on average, it, there is 172 million tons of uh, fish, crustaceans, uh, seaweed, etc., pulled out of uh, waterways annually. Jeez. Yes, which goes into uh, our my my main topic of o- overfishing. Which is what's really devastating the uh, ecology and environment uh, of our waterways. Um, so this is that cascading effect we're always talking about. Yes. Yep. And uh, right. so we found that there are. Uh, th- or I, I found that there's three main types of overfishing. Uh, there's growth overfishing, which there is just not enough of the overall population of a species left to uh, allow the population to grow. Um, there is recruit recruitmental, which is a recruitment overfishing, which is taking too many of a mature adult breeding population that prevents the population from producing enough offspring to promote growth. And then there's eco-overfishing, which is the uh, entire balance of an ecosystem is changed due to the overfishing of one or more populations. Um, the biggest effect we see in this is, or of this, is uh, predator predator fishing, which is killing off sharks, rays, and other predator species to uh, promote the growth of smaller species, which are then fished for human consumption. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I, I remember, and I, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but in the nineties, when I was just getting started in the restaurant industry, uh, the swordfish was just like the dish to have yep. and they were being overfished. And this is one of those rare instances of capitalism correcting itself, but they were being overfished because they were being harvested too young. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they weren't, they weren't populating. So is that, that would be an example of recruitment fishing where, yep. where they were, they were, they were getting like adolescent fish, so to speak. Uh, so the, the, there the, weren't enough, re- enough to reach full maturation. Actually, that'd probably more of a growth, a growth one. Right. That's what I'm trying to understand. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. there wasn't enough mature fish to, maintain a population or recover a population yeah that could be recruit yeah. recruitment as well because it's technically yeah it's not taking mature adults but it's taking juveniles that aren't reaching mature adult stages to then further breed and get the, bring the populations right. back right and then the, then some heavy restrictions were put on swordfish harvesting and uh um and the population did start to recover over the years. It did, yeah, start uh, to recover when, but overall, the 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 overall numbers of ocean population are uh, there. It's really, it's really bad. Yeah. Well, yeah. do you want to tell us the bad news here? Yeah, the, uh, there's a lot of bad news. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I found uh, actually, uh, there uh, that there uh, there's n- number of of primary species that we've seen uh already colony collapse of their of the uh the species um so tuna fish in the gulf of trestes which is the uh the gulf that falls between uh italy and the uh the the 
uh, mid 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 Eurasia area. Um, gotcha. They have not seen a tuna tuna harvest since 1954 due to holy over, crap. Yeah, due to overfishing in the other other regions that prevented a large enough population from of schools of the two what they call so the, the a school of tuni. <laughs> that's the that love that's so, the plural of tuna fish. Is tuni. Yep. Okay. It's cute. Yep. But yeah, they, uh, <laughs> due to overfishing, not enough schools of tuni were reaching or going up the Gulf. So there's not enough fish further up the Gulf to allow for the big, a big, like, I mean, uh, some of these fishing villages and cultures, like, they'd have, like, entire celebrations and festivals yeah. around, like, the arrival of these fish into their waters and the celebration of the harvest and the economic boom you see from that. <laughs> and then the other one, uh, oh. sticking with tuna, uh, the bluefin tuna is actually be is still being over harvested right now due to the uh, boom in uh, price per pound of bluefin tuna. Oh, really? Yep. So, yeah, like a six hundred and forty pound uh, bluefin tuna recently sold for about forty nine hundred dollars. Holy cow! Yep. And that and that is driving so that, the uh, harvest of the large tuna, which is going to uh, it's not it's starting to happen, but it's getting to be a uh, a recruitment growth uh, of overfishing, to where yeah the adult population's being overfished, to where they're and they're not being allowed to reach reach these large sizes because they're being harvested before they can get to that large size. So the, 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 that that portion of the industry is is quite literally shooting itself in the yes. foot. Yep. By removing future profit in in, in exchange for current yep. short, short-term profitability of fishermen fishermen because there is such a high demand and the price of bluefin tuna is skyrocketing mainly in the Asia markets. <clears throat> Greed is such a powerful aphrodisiac. It is that? like it's just. <laughs> I know me and uh, me and Ava actually. I, I mean, I, I rage to Ava a lot of that. I just I don't mentally understand these massive short term gains at the expense of the environment, uh, animal populations, etc. Because there's there's limited gains to be made and if it, if it they keep this up like what is the end goal because number one we can't afford things number two there's not going to be enough resources to keep producing things like like what is their end goal other than the short-term profitability but that's yeah. that's a that's a whole nother Another second. Well, this is something we've seen play out and play out over and over again, and we talk about this in other episodes. This is just, this is just, we're just talking about fish. Yes. Yep. <laughs> you know? like, uh, but yeah, this is, it's, uh, you know, short term profitability uh, is uh, a dangerous, dangerous force in climate change yep. and uh, the future of our planet. Yep. But back to uh, the horror stories of overfishing. <laughs> Yay. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> then we have uh, the Peruvian anchovy uh, collapsed in the 70s due to overfishing. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, more recently, we had the uh, Atlantic North the Atlantic Northwestern cod collapse. Um, the uh, uh, up and uh, along the Newfoundland and whatnot uh, saw the complete collapse mm-hmm. of the cod population to where. We're just barely starting to see cod show back up in supermarkets on a uh, an inexpensive basis again. Yeah, it's it's such a utility fish that uh, it's used in gosh everything yep. uh, processed. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, but uh, there. So Canada, and in, in still in effect today, um, has a moratorium on uh, fishing in these cod cod fish. Uh, farms areas right. yeah. wow and then we have the uh, okay. irish soul collapsed in the 80s uh and that was along the english channel channel in both ireland and and, and the uk saw the collapse of the uh the soul population uh conservation uh was efforts were put in place but are failing due to uh food uh food needs of the population and any for any of our history buffs out there there was also a soul s-o-u-l collapse in ireland in the 80s so um <laughs> uh, All right. yes. and then we have uh deep sea yeah, deep, uh the deep sea fi- deep sea fish um so deep fish cysts are very high risk for easy collapse because they are they have slow growth due to uh low flight low food sources and low productive rates um it takes upwards of 30 plus years for a deep sea species to grow from baby to full maturation and we are uh devastating those populations by uh deep with deep sea trawler uh fishing which is where they basically drop down big, heavy nets as deep as possible and just drag it across the bottle, catching everything, which is actually one of the major causes of other species collapsing in heavy fish regions is the uh, the bycatch uh, effect, which is when other species are caught in the nets when they're trying to catch certain species – um, they usually catch and release these bycatches, but the uh, being out of the water, damage uh, to the to by to the animals by the nets, uh, consistently causes these these to get uh, bycatches to end up dying anyways. Yeah, that that, that rapid of a uh, pressure and temperature change can't be good no. for you. So, would you say they are casting too wide a net? Yes, yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Good dad joke. Good dad joke. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. Then, uh, sharks and rays are another one that are being majorly affected by by bycatching and uh, predator hunting to eliminate predators because. The predators affect the population of the small fishes, so they want to eliminate predators, which is also seeing an increase in uh, human shark attacks uh, because right. we're also eliminating their food sources, so they're finding trying to find other food sources. Um, we are currently seeing a 71% decrease in um, shark and different ray populations drop due to uh, hunting and population de- de- declines. 
Okay. Yeah, and we've lost about a third, a third of known species uh, due to extinction because of this over overfishing and predator elimination. Jeez. Yep, yeah, and I say known because oceans are one of those areas we are. are there's so much we don't know. We like they, they predict that we we only have known about thirty percent of species that exist in the oceans. Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, gosh, I wish I I do this all the time. I, I need to learn to not open my mouth before I speak. But there have been some very recent discoveries of species they thought were extinct mm -hmm. as well, uh, because we just we don't know yeah, where, they they where they went. But it's like they're they're in the ocean. They're in parts of the ocean. Like like that is very very much still unexplored. <clears throat> yes. Oh gosh, I hope it stays that way. Yeah. Well, um, we, 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 and that's the thing. Just like with the rain, like the rainforest has this this happen too because we we are deforesting the rainforest so fast that we're there's upwards of sixty percent of populations in the rainforest are being lost before they're even being discovered because of deforestation. Yay. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and uh, one last species is uh, the, and this is the one of the the worst one one I found. I mean, granted, this is all bad. Uh, the uh, blue-eyed walleye was actually fished to extinction in the Great Lakes. The last great-eyed walleye, blue-eyed yes. walleye, was seen in the seventies in the Great Lakes. That's just yep. sad. I mean, any any level of extinction is just sad, um, except for those pesky dinosaurs. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't. Nope, do that. that wasn't us. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, the 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 fishing industry is really uh, pretty pretty tight uh, competition for uh, the climate yes. crisis. Uh, they must be running pretty much neck and neck and killing fish. Yep. And it's, and it's one of those things. It's such like a, a wonderful industry when it's done correctly. You know, we talk about these small towns. Uh, I remember going places in uh, Washington state when I lived on the West coast that were just uh, little fishing yep. towns. And, you know, there's a little bit of tourist uh, stuff there, but for the most part, it was a small fishing yep. town, and uh, that was about yep, it. And those are and it worked. Yeah, great. they look great, but those are they're dying. Yes, being killed out by by large industry yep. fishing. Which I mean, I know I didn't even cover like large industry fishing, the uh, Asian whale, the Asian whale hunting, oh. and and such that they were because international waters, like despite. UN regulations and rules put in place, uh, the UN really has no jurisdiction in international waters. Right. And, and, and nowhere near the capacity to enforce. No, nope. so, and, and Japan yeah. keeps claiming uh, heritage is the reason they, they should be allowed to continue whaling. Mm. Mm -hmm, but that's mm -hmm. interesting. That's a whole level of stuff I didn't even bother getting into. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, is that pretty much wrap up your your section? Yeah, there, pretty much Eric? over them. I have a little bit about um, aquaculture, which is the fish farms, which are both good and bad. Uh, good because they okay. create a semi, I say, semi sustainable 
uh, renewable method of growing and harvesting fish to, to maintain uh, current dietary needs of populations without uh, devastating these ocean, pop ocean, lake, and river populations. Right. So it's it's in their best interest, obviously, to make sure that they have uh, uh, yes. fish. Yep. So, but bad. Bad because it uh, it, it causes uh, eco ecosystem collapse because uh, it basically, when you center a fish farm in one specific spot, it gets over, over great. Same thing that happens with cattle or other uh, ag industry, overgrazing, overuse. Uh, same right. thing happens with fish farms. Uh, there's also high risks of when you put a fish farm of a certain species in an area where that species not, is not native and it escapes, it then becomes an invasive species. Right. And, yeah. Yes. If it, and then yes. Um, there's, okay. an, and then there's also uh, controversy around the salmon farms because the salmons, one of the, cause salmons are carnivores. Uh, one of their primary food sources is anchovies. Uh, so, which, which we've we, gotten into. Yeah. Uh, so they have to, harvest more anchovies to feed the salmons, which is fueling into the anchovy collapse in Peru, which is like one of those Peru's like was fighting salmon farms because they're like, Hey, uh, we can't keep putting out this much anchovies for our own personal consumption and to sustain these salmon farms. You need to find another source of food for the salmon farms. Yeah. Oh, and then of course, just the disturbing, disturbing fact that those salmon farms—they dye the meat. Yes, yes, it to yes, be it, pink. It's actually it's gray. actually gray because there's not as much light source. They don't get as much natural like it's yeah, it's it's nasty looking. It's it, it can't be much of a life no. for a fish. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm I'm going to talk a little bit about climate change uh, and the effect an impact that we have seen here in Vermont uh, in our lakes and rivers. Uh, so, you know, we've got the big four, uh, you know, that we talk about all the time, the, de the things that are going to devastate a population or a species, rising water temperatures, changes in precipitation patterns, changes in habitat and increased pollution. All of these are, be are uh, you know, this is climate change. Um, you know, obviously pollution can come from a variety of sources like agricultural runoff, sewage treatment plants, industrial waste, um, and it can harm fish by just making them more susceptible to disease and reducing the amount of oxygen in the water. Plain and simple, human interaction killing off fish. Uh, the change in the habitat, uh, we talk about warmer water temperatures uh, and causing some fish to move to cooler spaces. Uh, change, the patterns are changing the routes of our lakes and rivers and, and really what they look like, uh, which changes, uh, you know, if you reduce a water level, you're going to you're going to uh, decrease the amount of places where fish will lay eggs. Um, and then, of course, what rising water temperatures is no, a no brainer. That is just a complete habitat. Yeah, that's actually uh, go, um, of, speaking of that one. That's actually part, what, one of the things that contributed to the uh, Peru's anchovy collapse was an El Nino effect. Because one of the El Nino effects is the warming waters. So that an El Nino year caused right. a bad El Nino year caused overfishing in the El Nino is what caused the population to collapse in the Peru. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, the fishing industry is not a huge industry in Vermont, right? Like it's, it's does, um, you know, it generates a couple million dollars in revenue, a couple thousand jobs. Yep. Um, it's really, it's very much a touristy the, fly fishing kind of, kind of place. It, it really is. You know, I'm, I'm right next to Lake Fairley and Lake Maury and um, it's very much tourist yep. fishing. Um, and that's kind of the big four fish actually, uh, now the, that are being affected by climate change that people fish, uh, brook trouts, they are, uh, their trout, the populations have been declining because of warming water temperatures, lake trout, uh, same thing. Uh, they've also been declining because of rising water temperatures. You know, it's, it's, it becomes a hostile environment for them. They are, you know, I, I, I loosely use the term designed, uh, but they are fit for certain temperatures. And then this is also um, a population that is are, has already been in a state of recovery because they saw near near extinction when we lost our forests. And we and, and part of the, yes. one, another one of the species that has been uh, conserved in Vermont with, with our fisheries and our fish hatcheries. Is the uh, is the brook trout and and lake trout? Yes, yeah, and you know, industries, huh? Um, <laughs> uh, smelt are also struggling uh, because the changes in precipitation patterns that we talk about all the time they migrate from the ocean to uh, to uh, uh, our rivers to. Uh, Yep. Spawn. Gosh, I am just tripping over a fish. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, the alewife, uh, which I had never heard of from before today, which is why I'm saying things like, of course, the <laughs> alewife. Uh, it's a fish, spe fish species that migrates from the ocean to Vermont's lakes to spawn. Um, and they're declining because of changes in the yep. habitat. Uh, it's just this vicious feedback loop where we're losing populations. We lose those populations, and that's going to affect the next thing that consumes that population, whether it be in a responsible or irresponsible manner. Um, yeah. So let's see. I think that's really – I don't have a ton because it's not no, a huge thing. No, it's not a huge here. thing, but one of the things does... that really – the, the, uh, the logging industry actually had a major effect and – uh, the mill industry in Vermont had a major effect on the fish populations because of what's still standing is all of these uh, small river dams and small brook dams that were put in place in back in the mm -hmm. 1800s, early 1900s that are still in place today that prevent fish populations mm -hmm. from moving upstream. There's actually been a major yeah. effort in Vermont yeah, it, to... It, uh, remove some of these old dams to allow fish populations to get back to their natural patterns. And there are actually worries that they won't because it's been, it's been so long since those natural patterns existed that the fish won't follow them anymore. Yeah. Disruption of a migration pattern is uh, a, mm -hmm. de a death sentence. Um, we talk about it in birds. We talk about it in forests. We talk about it. Yep. all the time um and one thing i would like to say you know because we talked a lot about industrial fishing here today um and the you know this just major machine of fishing there are uh 
FSAs. It, just look for a, a, an FSA in your area, just like a CSA. You can get fish from a local fisherman who is probably fishing in his own <laughs> lake or pond and, you know, stocking and catching and, and you can, you know, you can take the supermarket out of the loop. You can, uh, you know, support your local economy. I mean, I suppose you can also buy a fishing pole for that two or three times a month. You want some fish, but it's a lot of work and time. But uh, you can support people in your local community uh, by finding people that provide locally yeah, sourced we, fish. Yeah, we really should do a future um, episode you know. of um... – also the some of the growing problems with those locally sourced fish because especially happening up in uh canada where the oil fields are um bordering on the indigenous tribe lands is that uh the indigenous mm -hmm. tribes that, that rely on these fish uh they're actually driving their young out of the communities because they're like we don't want our kids eating these fish because the fish are killing us because of all the toxins and right. whatnot that are being mm -hmm. added to the water from these these uh, what is it, the uh, oil fields uh, for the tar sands, right? Yep. Yeah, the fracking and and, yep. and all of that, right? Uh, yeah, that is that is something to consider. I mean, obviously, that's not much of an issue in our no, particular but backyard in, in New York. Vermont, it, in but... New York, it is Pennsylvania yes, in the it is. in the in the Virginias, the Appalachians, it's very much a problem. Okay. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. my point here, though, is is to sort of reduce the globalization of far food sourcing and, you know, eat seasonally, yep. eat locally. Uh, these are these are one on one on one ways to uh, help uh, fight against things like this, uh, you know, exiting capitalism through skill learning and working within yep. your local community. Uh, you know, so that's just my high horse. I like to jump up on every once in a while. Ethically though, I treat yes. that horse very well. Um, let me tell you, I'm scared of horses. I got thrown off of one when I was a kid. I don't like them. <laughs> so uh, what else? Do we have anything else to say on the fish industry? And uh, uh, no, nope, I think fish? that, that, that covers it. Fantastic news. All right. Well, uh, thank you to everybody who listened. Uh, if Rosie, if this one depressed you a little bit, don't worry. There's some lighter, fluffier ones coming up. Um, I don't even know if she eats much fish. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, again, this is the conversation starter. If you'd like to join the conversation, you can shoot us an email at brokenshovel802 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I can be found on TikTok at Broken Shovel Farm. And shameless plug time, go to brokenshovel802.com for all your broom needs. <laughs> I know it sounds weird, but we make so brooms. Broomy. So <laughs> that it, one didn't even make sense. It makes sense. sense in the dad joke world. No, it doesn't. Explain it's like it so to me. gloomy, but so broomy. I'm I'm leaving and I'm not talking to you. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back on Tuesday. Bye, Bye Eric. <laughs> <laughs>